Hey, Merry Post-Christmas. Hey, welcome to another episode slash podcast, whatever you want to call it. The Daily Mind. Um, I'm back in Tennessee. Um, I took a couple of days hiatus. Uh, went to Orlando to visit a very special aunt of mine who I have not seen, I would say without exaggeration, over 10 years. Caught up on a lot. Got to, you know, see a little bit of the tropics again, even though it was cold as shit now. Now, if you can believe it, 30 to 40 degree temperatures in Orlando of all places. And then I caught up with some of my in-laws as well. I had a fantastic, fantastic time. Nice little home away from home gift. Um, but, you know, back here, back home now, catching up on some cleaning and some podcasting because I've been off the air uh, oh, a couple of days or so. You know, we all need a break. Right. Even though it's called the Daily Mind, I try to do it daily, but, you know, things happen. Um, so today is Tuesday. So I didn't do an episode Monday, um, which is typically news out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> news out of a hat. So we're going to do it today. Um, of course, some of the biggest news going on. What I do is I look up some stories. Sometimes some of them are pretty random. You may not be tracking them. But the stories exist, and of course, major stories that's going on, and I get my little critique and spiel on it, and you know, basically opinionated news, right? Because I mean, we all have opinions, right? They're not always necessarily facts, but it's sometimes an opinion is somewhat of a belief that we have, right? So um, I'm going to get right into it. We're going to look up some of the news. Um, well, first, you already know the biggest news, um, the post storm that has um, came through the bomb cyclone, AKA winter storm, Elliot, the whole nine yards, literally frozen half the country. Most, if not some people to death, actually. Um, I know Western New York, the Buffalo area who got hit with a blizzard a few weeks ago, they're digging up people left and right, finding people in their cars, frozen to death. I guess they got stranded out there, which in snowstorms and, you know, blizzards is not a good idea to go out. I mean, I don't know what absolute reason you would have to go out, but see, that's why you go and you prepare ahead of time before the storm. I mean, but there are circumstances that happen that would lead somebody to go out, emergencies or whatever the case is, right? But if you can avoid going out, no, don't go out in these things. These things are very dangerous, and they're finding people left and right around as we speak, um, digging them up and stuff like that. It's it's a pretty crazy thing going on i guess you could say um so besides that there are other things that are going on out there right so i'm gonna uh scroll down and find it right um let's see let me find something you know i'm never prepared for these things so i just kind of find things on the fly and then uh basically keep it moving right but of course there's a lot of uh there's a lot of news right so let's see what else we got besides weather um Okay, I don't want to know about Lizzo. All right, that's enough Lizzo for once. News about Lizzo. Um, okay, that's typical type of story. Um, so as I'm scrolling along here, I'm just kind of, you know, seeing a whole bunch of post-Christmas stuff, like people with their gifts and stuff like that, which is always typical, right? Um, so let's see what we got here. Come on, give me some news. There's got to be something happening besides the damn weather. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go to another source because apparently things are quiet, but I know they're not quiet, which is why I'm going to find out what's going on out there because there's always something. Um, what the hell? Okay, I got one. So um, came across a story just now from CNN. Uh, Air Force speeds up plan to retire spy planes looking for fentanyl. Um... Yeah, I don't know what the hell is that about. A spy plane that's looking for fentanyl? I mean, that could be used for so many other things, but um, 
apparently this is a thing, I guess, to help combat against drug abuse and overdose. Right? So, I don't know. That's a kind of an odd one. Oh, but here's a here's a big one, of course, for those who fly, right? Now, me, I love to fly, but I like to drive mostly. You know, coming back from Orlando, I've driven. But because of these storms and whatnot, they are um, numerous thousands without exaggeration, flights that are being canceled. Um, right here, it says 3,000 flights canceled Tuesday and more than 3,800 flights delayed across the United States. Following a disastrous week of weather-related flight cancellations due to winter weather and Southwest Airlines disruptions, 3,000 total flights have been canceled across the United States as of Tuesday afternoon, according to the flight tracking site FlightAware. Of the flights within, into, or out of the U.S., 3,000 were canceled. 3,800 were delayed by 2 p.m. Eastern Time Tuesday. The travel chaos covers the whole country, with most cancellations found at these following airports. Denver um, International, Chicago's Midway, Harry Reid International, Las Vegas, and Baltimore, Washington International Airport. So every year, this happens, right? But this, this along with what the hell Southwest is doing, increased it tenfold to where now, you know, people are literally stranded, okay? Literally stranded. So I don't know what's going to come of that. Hopefully um, these airlines honor, like shit happens, right? The airlines don't always have control of what happens in the sky, but hopefully they do their best to help these people get to where they need to get to because it's so frustrating. Like me yesterday, driving from Orlando, as soon as I hit Atlanta gridlock, it was the worst thing. Traffic went out, traffic started 30 miles out before I even hit Atlanta. It was crazy. Everybody was traveling this year, but you know, with the gas prices the way they are and post COVID, everybody's traveling more now. You know, even despite recession fears, inflation, all that stuff, hey, people are making it happen. And even land, air, or sea, however you get to where you got to get to, that's that's the deal, right? And, of course, something a little bit closer to my home right now, uh, more than 65,000 customers in Tennessee County um, and still without water after freezing weather. Now, this all transpired when I was in Orlando, um, like here in Clarksville, got a couple of inches and it's still on the ground, but it was also very icy. And even driving up here in parts of Tennessee was basically icy. Um, it says more than 65,000 customers in Shelby County, Tennessee, are still without water due to lack of water pressure. Uh, Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland says on Saturday, Memphis Light and Gas and water said that due to freezing weather and power outages, they had experienced multiple line breaks, which resulted in significant loss of water pressure to Memphis and Shelby County's drinking water systems. The county, the, I'm sorry, the company serves more than 440,000 customers in Memphis and Shelby County. According to its website, those without water account for about 15% of all customers in the county. Now, this is why, as a tip, I told my wife because she, I left the night before she did to come follow behind me, to leave the water somewhat trickling in each faucet, whether it be the bathroom, the sink, like bathroom sinks, the kitchen sinks, leave it a little bit trickling. On Friday, the, the temperature in Clarksville this past Friday during the day was 50 degrees with a low of zero. That is an extremely dangerous and dramatic temperature drop that can break any pipes out here because this area is not used to this sub-zero code, Right. But it was all part of that whole bomb cyclone that came through and literally froze everything. And luckily, I got home. We got home, and everything was good. We didn't have water leaks. Nothing burst. Everything was, you know, everything was good, at least for us. I can't, you know, for the most part here in Clarksville, just a lot of accidents, you know, because, again, 
people are not used to driving out here in these conditions. And it showed. It definitely showed. Um, let's see what else news we got. Uh, well, there's a lot of news on this weather. And there's only so much of this I can talk about as far as weather. There's got to be something else that I can um, look up, right? I mean, because the weather right now is uh, is really, really big right now. Big, big talk. Big talk. Um, let's see what else we got. Hmm. Let's see. Come on, give me something. Give me something. All right. So also, it's just like I said, most of the news is uh, about the weather. But I'm going to try to find something to kind of, you know, diversify this because this episode is not about weather news that's for sure um let's see oh god all right so this is according to fox news right um google under fire for what temporarily came up when users search for the word jew okay let's dig into it and see what happened right um, a search for the word Jew on Google Tuesday temporarily had the engine telling users that the word is an offensive verb. Okay. The top definition that appeared in search results up until about 1 p.m. Um, Eastern time described the word Jew as to, quote, bargain with someone in a miserably or petty way, with the origin being in reference to old stereotypes associated Jewish people with trading and money lending. Oh, no. Google, no, no, no. Farther down was the noun definition for Jew, which Google described as, quote, a member of the people and cultural community whose traditional religion is Judaism and who traced their origins through the Hebrew people of Israel to Abraham. Now, you could call this a coincidence, right? But recently with the New York Times, somebody designed the you know every day they have the um the crossword puzzles in the newspaper right someone described the i mean somebody designed the layout to be in the shape of a swastika on the crossword puzzle now there's no way in hell that is accidental right it was quickly pointed out um that mishap and of course somebody had to pay for that i don't know if they figured out who did it right because i'm pretty sure there's someone who is in charge of crossword puzzles, right? Every day for, for the uh, New York Times or any newspaper, right? But this thing with Google, right? Now, of course, somebody would have had to like manually do this or maybe like somebody hacked the Google search engine. It's very easy. It's like Wikipedia, right? You can Anybody can log into Wikipedia and change something about whatever in particular um, that they're looking for, right? But I mean, this here, I mean, that that's... That's insane, right? But I hear people say it like I say I hear people say use the word Jew in this sense, like, oh man, you being a Jew, you're so cheap, or whatever. I had it told to me. I'm not even Jewish. I am cheap, but I wouldn't like, you know, again, describe Jews as cheap, but that always seemed to be in the stereotype for years. And I've been called that just because sometimes I could be a little bit frugal. But yeah, it, it, that's the thing. So I guess Google had to clean that up really, really quick. I mean, very quickly. Um, so, oh, here's a wacky story. I kind of caught this earlier in the morning, too. Um, wife arrested at an airport for assaulting husband over indecent phones, I mean, photos on the phone. Uh, woman arrested in South Carolina airport after attacking husband over indecent photos on his phone. All right. So it starts off as a woman traveling to South, in South Carolina found herself under arrest for after allegedly physically attacking her husband in an airport where she found explicit photos on his phone. 
Paula Barber, 55, was charged with one count of third-degree domestic violence after police said she kicked her husband twice in the legs during an argument at Charleston International Airport. Police said they responded to a call of an active domestic dispute at guest services around 2.50 p.m. on December 21st, right before Christmas, folks, and officers had to break up a physical argument between Barbara and her husband. The argument, according to a police report, started stated, I mean, started after Barbara saw indecent photos on her husband's phone. Okay, now, a lot of people these days are very insecure with their phones, right? I mean, we a lot of people got a lot of shit on their phones, right? Sometimes, our wives, our husbands want to be like, let me see your phone real quick. And people get really defensive over that. Like, oh, why do you want to see my phone? You know, blah, blah, blah. And it make it seem suspicious. Now, I don't know what would be the reason as to why um, she has, why she got a hold of the phone. She might have just taken it from him. Or perhaps, you know, she had to probably look, use it real quick. And then she just decided to go into the unknown and get a little bit deeper into the phone. And, you know, there you go. And, of course, she got arrested for that. I mean, you're going to cause a scene. I get it. But not at the airport, you know, post 9-11 stuff, you know, you get arrested for anything at an airport, any any infraction that seemed like it would be a disruption, you're going to get arrested for. I would have just handled that shit, questioned it on the side somewhere after the trip or whatever, and just been like, what the fuck's this? Why is this in your phone? Who's this? You know, but I mean, there's got to be some deep rooted infidelity somewhere within that would suspect her of anything and have, you know, look through the phone, right? I don't know. I mean... Here we are. <laughs> All right. So yeah, another story. Uh, Kevin Costner, um, legendary actor, one of my favorite characters in, two, in uh, Yellowstone. Um, he says it's OK if he loses fans over political views. Right. We'll dig into that story a little, a little bit right now. Um, oh, God, it's one of these stories. Well, I'll read a little bit of it because apparently he wants me to install Newsbreak to read the rest, which I'm not going to do that shit. So I'm going to read what I can see because um, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, actor Kevin Costner said that he was okay with losing fans over his political views, saying that he, quote, didn't really care how the cookie crumbles when he backed Rep uh, Republican Liz Cheney earlier this year in a new interview with USA Today upon the five seasons of uh, Yellowstone. Okay, so there's no need to even discover or read any more of that because it's pretty self-explanatory. Look, I'm somewhat apolitical, right? I'm kind of a moderate. I don't affiliate myself with Democrat, uh, Republican, because it's basically the same fucking, it's, it's the same, it's two wings on the same bird, right? It doesn't really change anything. Like it doesn't change my day to day. I have people who are Democrat and Republican and I respect both sides and always will willing to listen to both sides, even no matter what, there's some things I may not resonate or agree with, but I still respect it nonetheless people are too insensitive over this shit about you know po politics you know there have been friendships and relationships destroyed over the idea of politics because one family member is a republican and another family member is a democrat you can only imagine like there are two things you don't talk about at the thanksgiving table i think anyone can agree to is talking about religion and politics at the dinner table that is an absolute no-go, um, especially when you have a gathering of many people from different places with different views. Now, if you have your family who are all, let's say, Republican, they all share the same views, then, yeah, it, it, that would be one thing. But that's not always like that. You're going to have family members that is left and then family members that are right. And then, then of course, some that just don't even fuck with politics and they just kind of stay out of it. That's just what it is. So, you know, despite... 
what some people um, believe in, you got to respect it. You may not like it, and that's fine. You know what I mean? But be respectful. Be respectful. That's what that shit comes down to. And nowadays, that just doesn't seem to be a thing. And a lot of crazy stuff um, happens behind that. Um, yeah. So let's see what else we got. Uh, some more wacky news, man. I, I tell you. Hope You know, we're getting into 2023 now. You know, I don't have any New Year's resolutions because I don't do that. Actually, that's about to be an episode maybe tomorrow or next time I do a podcast. Um, New Year's resolutions. But maybe, hopefully, things uh, – shit, what the hell? Who, who the hell am I kidding? Ain't shit going to change. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Ain't nothing going to change, man. Um, let's see. What else we got in the news? Oh, this is a cute, warm story, right? Uh, puppy abandoned at San Francisco airport finds forever home with airline pilot. Oh, come on. It's Christmas. Who the, and who the hell abandons a whole dog at an airport like that? I mean, come on, man. That's not the way to do it. But you know what? This story has a happy ending, so I'm going to dig into it. Um, this was in San Francisco. A puppy who was abandoned at the San Francisco International Airport earlier this year recently found a forever home with an airline pilot and his family. The six-month-old German Shepherd mix named Polaris, it's a cool name, was left behind in late August by an international traveler who arrived from China without the proper documentation for importing an animal. How the fuck did he even get the animal there? Uh, as a result, the traveler, quote, choose to, chose to continue traveling on without his animal, according to a statement from San Francisco Society for uh, Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, the SPCA. Quote, United worked to ensure the puppy completed necessary requirements to enter the United States, including a quarantine period. Uh, the SPCA said in a statement, uh, during a months-long waiting period, Polaris, named after United's business class, was given a makeshift home in an airport office with a dog bed, toys, and treats, the Washington Post reported. Um, so it seemed like everybody took care of him for a few months so they get all the paperwork because you can't release this dog into the public without paperwork, especially from China or any other foreign country for that matter, right? Um so when it was time for Polaris to finally find a forever home, United contacted the San Francisco SPCA to, for help with the adoption process, but stipulated that only airline personnel could apply to adopt them. And that's how the pilot ended up getting the dog. So, I mean, that's a good story, right? I mean, I don't know how far, how, I, I guess it was cool for him to fly the dog from China, but once he got to the U.S., he couldn't have any paperwork. This is the guy who abandoned the dog, um, didn't have the proper paperwork, and obviously the dog could not go beyond the airport, right? Because especially after COVID and all this other stuff, things coming from China or anywhere else is vetted, particularly China, right? Of course, people see that as unfair, but it, it's just what it is. Um, so, yeah. yeah, luckily the dog found a, found a home, which is awesome, right? Because dogs are great, man. Dogs are fantastic, fan-freaking-tastic. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Um See what else other news. Hmm. Uh, no, I'm not going to read that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to find things that are interesting. I got about 10 minutes. Um, we're just going to get right into it, find something uh, real quick. Uh, let's see. Come on. My, my news feed is looking dry because usually I get a lot of my news because I follow a lot of news outlets and whatnot. And they, uh, it's pretty dry. Um, okay, here's a 
story, right? I guess. Um, Wegmans, the supermarket, recalls fresh greens sold in seven states. Now, of course, this is just another recall, but this might, for those who shop at a Wegmans, whoever's listening, they might want to hear this. Um, Wegmans Food Markets, Inc. issued a voluntary recall on its products containing microgreens, sweet pea leaves, and cat grass over potential salmonella contamination. The retailer announced the recall with the FDA on Friday to alert consumers of the affected products sold at various Wegmans stores in New York, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Virginia, Maryland, and North Carolina. And um, there's a list um, on um, this website, ABC7 in New York, uh, for a full list of uh, potential affected items. I don't shop at Wegmans. I don't even think we have a Wegmans where we are. But if you're in those those states, right, and you shop at Wegmans, you might want to check your greens, right? I'm pretty sure they'll take it from you um if you do suggest so happen now the chances of you having those products and actually can't catch a salmon oil is pretty slim but would, would you would you want to take that chance or just simply throw the damn veggies away right don't even bother taking them to the store obviously just just throw it away all right it's probably your best bet anyway um so let's see we got 10 minutes uh let's see what else we got <clears throat> uh, no 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 uh let's see um Okay, Miami Dade car crash. Yeah, I mean that's typical stuff, right? <clears throat> oh, here's here's a story. I, I I've actually talked about this a bit in one episode. Uh, mental health related emergency visits on the rise among children. Now I know what you're thinking. What the hell do children gotta be so stressed out about, right? I mean the, the kids. That I did make a mention of this in a previous episode, actually recently that kids are going through more stressors now than, let's say, their fathers and grandfathers from when they grew up at the time, right? So let's dig into this story a little bit. Uh, mental health-related emergency visits on a rise among children study finds. Um, emergency departments visits and revisits in children's hospitals that are related to mental health are increasing rapidly, a new study suggests. Between 2015 and 2020, mental health visits and pediatric emergency departments increased by 8% annually, with about 13% of those patients revisiting within six months, according to the study published Tuesday in the journal JAMA Pediatrics, whereas all other emergency department visits increased by 1.5%. It says here, mental health revisit increased by 6.3% annually, but in general, the percentage of mental health visits that had a subsequent revisit remained stable. Um, The study finds suggest that pediatric mental health emergency department visits and revisits are both climbing, quote, and identifying patients at high risk of revisits provides an opportunity for tailored interventions to improve mental health care delivery. Um, it also says here, which just without going through all the numbers and stuff, uh, the researchers examined how many visits included diagnosis of mental health disorders or, an in- or intentional self-harm. They also analyzed mental health revisits, meaning a patient visit the emergency department again within six months. So with all the numbers and the jargon here, uh, it's quite clear and I hear it a lot too, people calling out of work or whatever. They like focus on mental health, my mental health, my well-being, my well-being. Children deal with a lot of social media as well. That is also or maybe contributing to this, you know, Instagram. Instagram has come on the fire on many occasions on how kids access things, how things are so open when it comes to body image and, you know, body positivity, right? There's been a lot of um, self-harm within teenage girls amongst themselves because, you know, they'll see an Instagram model and they aspire to be like them and they, you know, they, they start questioning themselves and start questioning their reality, right? 
Same thing with boys, right? The same thing with image and stuff like that. Like social media is causing a I think social media does play a big role or a hefty role in today's mental health, right? It's kind of hard to plug to plug, you know, unplug and look away. Cause you know, we all have this fear of missing out, and some of us actually make a living off of social media. So it's kind of kind of hard to break away, but there are other factors in play especially after the pandemic, right? But if you know someone who is having a hard time, whether it be a teenager, even a little child, pay attention to little kids nowadays, man. You, you'd be surprised, right? Now, you may think, oh, you know, oh, he's fine or she's fine, blah, blah, blah. They might not be, and they may not be verbal about it, but they may have other ways of trying to tell you that something's wrong, and sometimes that's destructive, right? So that's something to you know, just kind of look into. Um <clears throat> Let's see what else. Oh, this 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 is disgusting. Well, I find it disgusting, but you can say otherwise. Um, Cher, who is 76, uh, sports massive engagement like ring from boyfriend Alexander Edwards. God, he shares my name, but no relation. He's 36 years old. Um, <laughs> it starts the article off with she's got him, babe. Cher took to Twitter on Christmas to share the glitzy engagement ring like um, the engagement like ring her quote much younger boyfriend gifted her. Um, there are no words, Alexander A.E., the Believe singer, 76, captured a blurry snapshot of the pear-shaped diamond. The tweet, which at the time of publication have racked up nearly 66,000 likes, started triggering congrats from followers and commenters who assumed the singer and her beau were engaged. To do damage control, Cher reposted the image with some clarification. Um, she quotes, saying, I posted this because his nails are so cool, she said, of uh, 36-year-old Edward's manicure, which featured neon green flames painted on black. The, bur- the burgeoning relationship between Cher and Edwards came to public attention early last month when the two were holding hands and matching get-ups, people's reports. Um, <laughs> quote, saying, love doesn't know math. It sees love. That's bullshit. Because I promise you, a 36-year-old man trying to get with a 15-year-old yeah, that's 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 some really bad math. Love knows no doesn't know math. That's like that whole AJ nothing but a number at, um saying. I hate that because that's the type of shit that's gonna get you in trouble. Because AJ nothing but a number, then there'll be like 30, 40 year olds legally being able to marry kids or you know have relationship with kids in that in that sense. So look, seventy six versus thirty six. I mean, geez, she's old enough to be his mother twice over. I don't know how that transpired, but it, whatever works. I did an episode on when people get older, they seek younger, right? It keeps them alive, whatever fucking bullshit is. I don't know. Listen, there was a point in time where if this if a woman was two years older or younger than me, there was no go. It, it just felt strange. But, you know, my wife, you know, things, people change. My wife is about six years older than me. So sometimes love just happens, and I guess... I'm kind of contradicting myself. Love knows no um, no math, but we're only six years apart. Those two are literally 40 years roughly apart. That's a whole different math than six years. So nonetheless, whatever makes them work, but that shit is just bizarre. You know, she's an old-ass lady. I don't know what you plan on doing with that. Unless, you know, but she has money. Maybe his motives are different. I'm not even going to get into that, but you could take a guess. You could take a guess. Um, I might have time for one more story. Um, One or two more stories, right? Uh, Let's see. Uh, What else we got? What else we got? Because the the world is a crazy one, right? You know, news out of a hat, I swear. Um, 
Oh, I, have, I got one more. Um, South Florida man wins a $1 million, wins $1 million playing lottery scratch-off games. I don't understand how these people win these fucking scratch-offs. The most I ever won from a scratch-off was $30. $30. Like, I don't even win shit from these scratch-offs, man. Maybe I'm just trying too hard. But this is from Dania Beach, Florida. A South Florida man claimed his $1 million winnings this week after playing the 500 times the cash scratch-off game. Florida lottery officials confirmed Tuesday. Cesar Marquez, 55, of Dania Beach, claimed his winnings this week at the lottery's Miami district office. He chose to receive his winnings as a one-time lump sum of $820,000. Lottery officials said Marquez purchased his winning ticket from 7-Eleven located at 90 Northwest 167th Street in Miami. The business will receive a $2,000 bonus commission for selling the winning scratch-off ticket. Quote real quick, the $50 game, 50 times the cash, features a prize of $25 million, the largest ever offered on a Florida, a Florida scratch-off game, and the best odds to become an instant millionaire. The Florida Lottery said in a news release, quote, the game's uh, overall odds of winning are 1 in 4.50. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, good. Um, congratulations to that man. All right. Maybe I need to go play some goddamn scratch-offs and win something because I swear – Shit just happens. Right place, right time, right? Congratulations, man. I ain't going to hate. I'm going to congratulate. All right. So, hey, that's the end of News Out of Our Hat and another episode of Daily Mind. I'm your host. Um, Tomorrow, I'm going to produce another episode. Um, I will be traveling once more again, this time up north. Um, I'll bring the show with me on the road, see if I can knock out an episode or two up there. And then, yeah. And then we're going to be wrapping it up for the year, getting into the new year. Damn, we're so close, right? So, hey. Uh, thanks for listening. Again, numbers are looking great. I'm glad you guys are taking the time to listen. And um, I will do what I can to keep you guys entertained. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to The Daily Mind. We'll do it again another time. Sayonara. <laughs>